0: Jenna Elfman and Heather Dale podcast. All the things. All the things. Lookout worlds. Okay, so um, Heather. Um, we would like to introduce ourselves to you in this format. Um, this is my friend Heather. Hi. So, how did we meet Heather? How did we come to be sitting before these people today? Well in your kitchen. Very um, cosmic set of events. Yes. All the right
1: pieces came together. Well, we're in Austin. Yeah. Um, as luck would have it, uh, Jenna moved out of LA and came to Austin. When was it like fall of? 2020? I'll never forget it.
0: It was September 2020. <laughs> Good old 2020. 2020. Good old 2020 brought 2020. us here.
1: Yes. And then um, we live in the same neighborhood. And by random chance, we happened to meet. And, you know, it was one of those things where when I met you, I was like, inside, I was like, oh my gosh, Jenna Elfman, like, ah, like I was, I was so excited and so nervous. But, uh, you know, I was, I was like, obviously, I'm going to, you know, if we have the same friend groups, we're going to see each other and in the neighborhood, we're going to see each other. Um, because you weren't just in like, town when
0: I first moved here. No, you I was You had been away. out of town being pandemically exported. Yes, yes. You were, you were hunkering with the extended family, uh, yes. not in Austin. Yes. So there was some buzz that you had moved here. Uh, okay.
1: And, you know, I just, I don't know. Like, I've met famous people before. Um, but I just, obviously with proximity, I was like, oh, I might see you more in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We both walk our dogs a lot. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I just hope, I hope she's pleasant. Obviously, I've watched Darman Greg and Keeping the Faith. It was one of my favorite all-time movies. Um, I started watching Fear of the Walking Dead, obviously, after we got to know each other, which, again, incredible. Mm-hmm. You're amazing on it.
0: Thank you. Um,
1: but, you know, I it wasn't like I followed you on social it wasn't like I was, like, a crazy fan or anything. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I have just... No, God damn it, Heather. Yeah,
1: no, Heather. But, but but looking back, I'm kind of glad that I wasn't because it kind of provided, like, this blank slate of, like, really wanting to get to know you, like, person to person and not... I didn't have this whole, like, narrative in my head of who I thought you were, you know? So... But there was buzz that you'd moved. And, and I and in my head, I was like, you know what? I just hope... She smiles and waves. I'm like, that's all that was that was the bar.
0: I'm did like, I smile? was my very first time you ever saw, saw me? Did I yeah. smile and wave? Or was I, I like? Well, I think what had happened was
1: I'm trying to think what the first meeting was. But I know I was
0: super... I was mean. I think it was in your car. And it you were in the, the passenger seat. Is that what, what it was? It was in That's the, the car. first time we spoke. That was the first time we spoke. And what attracted me to Heather was she had the um, nerve in the greatest way to make like a s- drunk sexting joke yes, um, so to gross. me that was so... <laughs> Um, I was like, okay, this is she's my kind of people. Like, this is my kind of person who can meet me for the first time and make a sexting joke through the car window across her husband. That was very funny, and he, I think, he was, was cringing, completely embarrassed. He was by so embarrassed in that moment.
1: We drove away, and he was like, "You literally just ruined any chances of her ever wanting to be your friend." Nope. And I was like. Nope. And you know, it was top chance, top slot at friendship. I think as I've gotten older, I mean, the beauty with getting older is you just realize I am who I am. You know, I turned 40 this year. So I'm like, Frank, if this is who I am at 40, you know, love me or leave me, you yeah. know, I'm uh-huh. just going to be the real me.
0: And at 50, it just becomes even worse. <laughs> You just don't care. Like, you just don't care. You're like, I'm sorry. If you can't deal, just go take a walk and figure it out for yourself. I'm sorry. This is who I am. It's really liberating because
1: even though, yes, you're Jenna Elfman, but I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I am who I am. I'm, and my husband knows, you know, the dirty jokes are going to slip out. <laughs> like, I'm not a small talk person. Like, I'm like, let's get to the good stuff fast. Like, life's too short you know and then we had the crazy snowstorm it's snowpocalypse apocalypse snow apocalypse in Austin it's, yep um, and basically Austin like shut down for a week i mean it
0: people was people were awful. were snowboarding and skiing in our in in the neighborhood yes and we went for a walk in the snow in our full ski snowwear and you were very cute in your snowwear she had a full snowwear onesie
1: I'm Canadian so I have a few uh I have a lot of backstock of You literally
0: came out looking like a unicorn. It was the <laughs> cutest thing I have ever seen. Like we were all just sort of piecing together our survival like uh you know it's like Austin like they don't even have a snow plow in this city and it was yeah. like uh, shut down and I I mean we are not snow people and so it's very uh mismatched uh gear and we're just happy to kind of stay dry and hopefully warm. And she comes out in the most oh adorable oh no. onesie. Oh my
1: God. No, it looked like I was walking on the moon. That's, that's the, like, it's <laughs> like, you, you literally, you need sunglasses on. Cause the reflect, like, it's like, you know, you're like blinded by how shiny it is. But I mean, I was like, I'm going to embrace this cold weather. If this it was is, awesome. If this is the hand that we're being dealt. But so I remember what ended up happening you know obviously it was a tragedy you know like yeah a lot were of, out that of was power rough and like you couldn't get access to things and there was a lot of really sad and awful things about it but one great thing that came out of it was you were supposed to film that week and um you know we really hadn't hung out yet I don't think other than no we met a few times or no we met the one time and then we maybe talked but we didn't actually like we went
0: for a drive briefly to pick up some food that was our first and I'll never forget it because that was also like a totally fun memory because we had texted and you were like I'm just running to pick up some Chinese food for the family do you want me to swing by and you can hop in Mm. and just go, go with me I was like yes and and then you were like roll down the windows play some music and and it was um, so fun yes. and you also introduced me to one of my favorite restaurants you've been very good Aww. for that um, but there was the snowpocalypse and I'm sorry I interrupted you no, but no, I just no. wanted to wedge in um, really quickly or I can save it oh. I'll save oh. I'll save go on
1: well I feel like we're going to have the same sentiments but my really like crystallization of this relationship was when, so your filming schedule got basically like totally canceled for that whole week. Every day you'd be like, I'd be like, Oh, do you have to film tomorrow? (laughs) And then you'd be like, um, Oh, they're telling me later. And then you would text me and be like, no, you know, no shooting. And I would just be like, Oh yes. Because the thing was, is like, you know, obviously back home in Canada, we would have snow days and you wouldn't have school and it would be the best thing ever. And that giddiness was what I felt because it was like Jenna was like my like recess buddy that we would find out when you know production got canceled that I had like my snow day buddy for another day we'd suit up in our gear and then you know hit the streets like tobogganing take you know teas and coffees and um just catch up and like I don't know it was it was I mean it's I'm not gonna liken it to like being on the bachelor, bachelorette where you get to go on these fantasy dates. But it was kind of incredible because as adults, you know, meeting new friends for the first time, it was like, we had that condensed time together. We literally had like five days where the world conspired for us to just get to know each other and like sharing resources. And I was like, you know, you didn't have hot water. And I'm like, you guys better get over here and use my
0: shower, you know? I know. And then I was like too, like I was, I don't know. I was like, I I really love that you were so open because that's how I am. But then I couldn't kind of experience the generosity, even though I want, when I'm generous, I want people to take me up on it and stuff. But I was like, then I started considering it because days were going by with no hot water. I was like, <laughs> maybe I'll take her up on the... the uh, but then I didn't want to, I don't know. And then no. I just felt like uncomfortable because... I, I was know. like, I You're want just you so serious about it. And I thought that's awesome. I yeah. I have to say like sometimes, you know, my two very best friends, uh, my one very best friend had been in Aus- lives in Australia. Um, and I haven't seen her in years. And my other best friend went to Australia in the middle of the pandemic um, with her family. And I was kind of feeling like, Girl-wise, a little lonely mm-hmm. um, for that in-person. But when you really, really find someone, you can like really be yourself, and there's no other agenda. There's no other stakes. There's no, you know, it's it's not like family or work or people that you're forced to have a certain decorum. <laughs> like,
1: you know, when you find
0: like a friend that you can genuinely be yourself, uh, I really needed that. Like, I found you at a time i really was needing the girl hang i'm gonna get the fuzz out of your Uh, hair thank you see (laughs) that's what a sis is for and um and it i i just wasn't expecting it i i didn't think i would ever find um another friend like not like in a bad bad way but it's just i know how valuable a good friend is and they're hard to come by you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and um and so to to find our friendship, and it's just been so, so candid, so real. We talk about everything with each everything,
1: other. Everything, everything.
0: And uh, we thought, oh my God, I feel like other people might be kind of lonely and might want to share in our friendship in terms of the conversations we have and what we talk about. Um, and we thought that's kind of the impetus for us starting this podcast was to just like Offer up our joyful, um, friendship to everyone else. And maybe, you know, if you're ever needing the sisterhood a little, um, we can kind of be here and, and you can share in our joyful friendship.
1: Yeah. I guess that's kind
0: of the impetus of this.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like the glue that bound, bound, binded us, bounded up, bound, bind us early on (laughs) was, you know the just total openness and, um, trust and honesty. And, um, like I remember that one of the first walks we had, um, in the cold weather, which was just like, like here we are walking in a snowstorm in Austin and like after the crazy year we'd had, and we still had, you know, I just felt like, you know, at times you just we're so like what's happening with this world like and everything felt so scary and unpredictable and there was also like the social person that I am I just love I love life being like a little bit un like not okay I was gonna say life was unpredictable but like in the sense of um I like spont spontanuity is that the right word spontaneity 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 like, is the Canadian spon- version <laughs>
0: <laughs> you'll hear that a lot and I'm going to blame it on being Canadian and spontaneity <laughs> sorry, sorry. spontaneity spontaneity yeah.
1: Um like I just missed going about my day and like talking to different people and you know maybe I'm going to stop in here maybe I'm going to do this maybe like everything just being a little more you know less rigid
0: yeah the pandemic definitely food. stripped us all of our communal coexistence as human beings where you feel like when, you're, when you can't reach freely and abundantly because it's potentially very dangerous, um, you don't realize... And it, it took me like a whole year to kind of realize what that funk was mm-hmm. that was kind of just under the surface of my psyche all the time where I would just start feeling weird, you know, because you're not like as you... As you're going through your day, you're not connecting with other human beings mm-hmm. um, that you never really realized how important it is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that that was something that like you really filled a void for me on. Was, that is that connectivity of, you know, really,
1: yeah. I don't know, if
0: you have the sucre and understanding in a time of, oh my goodness, yeah. it being ripped out from under you.
1: I was I was craving it. But also, it was like, you know, meeting you and just how quickly we connected. It just reaffirmed to me that life might be okay. You know, because back then it just felt like, where's this going? And like, are we going to be okay? The news was just getting crazier by the day. And, you know, when I met you, I was just like, okay, life can still be so magical. And it might not be so doom and gloom after all. And then, you know, like being with you, it was like, I felt those like butterflies, like the fun butterflies again, and the simple things brought so much joy. And meeting you, it was like, yeah, let's just get in the car and go for a drive. And like the amount of pleasure I gained from that, like I was just like, you know what? It kind of just made me realize, some sometimes the big stuff isn't what we need to be happy like literally just jump i keep saying literally la literally Laura. that's going to have to go <laughs> i'm going to have to get that that how do we <laughs> get the, we'll just get the thesaurus get the out and feet. just like
0: Go to literally and then just like make Orally. the list of the alternative oh words gosh. and then practice them in our discourse. I feel like literally is the new version of uh, my disease, my word disease that I had with the word like
1: mm. when I was in my mm. early
0: 20s and I grew up in the valley. I was a valley girl. I'm like, 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 like. Where you a- choke yourself on like. like, like. <laughs> and uh, now it's literally. Do I say like a lot? I've been told I say like a lot. I've never noticed.
1: You know what else I've noticed? Well... I feel like whenever I have done camera stuff, which is not much, but I feel like I close my eyes a lot. And I talk like I go (laughs) like I'll, when I'm on a thought, I I linger. Like it's like, Do you see
0: anything when you close your eyes or are you in like the, the, the sky drumming up a concept? I'm thinking of, are you feeling it? Like you close your eyes to feel the thought. I'm thinking of another
1: word to use besides (laughs) literally. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, Yes. Okay. So back to Simple Joys, but yes, getting in the car and just cranking the tunes and going to pick up freaking takeout.
0: Like I was like, life can't be better. You know, it was very pleasurable. I have to say <sighs> the little things have been, uh, really, really enhancing and bolstering and yes. stabilizing and, yes. uh, stabilizing. Yeah. That's, yes.
1: I just, I felt like you were like, the gift that I needed to get through this insanity. Aww. I just feel so grateful. You know what I mean? Yeah, same. And the fact that we're doing this, like what? Yeah, we're
0: just having some fun. I mean, so... Because fun can be had, right? Fun can be had. Right? Fun can be had, right? We can have fun, right? Are we allowed to have fun? Get <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> the sisterhood have some fun? Yeah, I so. I'll stop messing with my hair and I'll stop trying to
1: figure out where the heck I'm supposed to look. So... So we were talking about doing this, and I said to Jenna, the irony
0: of all this is I have all the equipment. <laughs> right. So we were, uh, I had had a challenging day. One day. Had many challenging days. <laughs> but this one in particular. Uh, I was like, Heather, can you come hang? Can you come hang? And, uh, and we were just realized how deep we were going on all these subjects. And, um, and I think it was your idea, wasn't it? I think I told you that I've always wanted to
1: do a podcast. I just always have. I feel like, you know, um, in my prior career, I did a lot of writing, and even though I do enjoy writing, I just feel like I can, I like the, I like the quickness of talking, and I like this. Like to me, this is so enjoyable.
0: Oral discourse. Oral discourse. Yeah,
1: um, I, I like this. I like, it feels like real time, and yeah, I mean, essentially, it is. you know? Yeah, and it's
0: our it's the fun we have that we yes. really dig uh, with each other.
1: Yeah, and
0: it turns out she, la la, had all the equipment. Like I come over and she's got it all laid out, and I was like, "Did you have some sense of doing this like prior to meeting me?" She's like, I just starting is like not my thing, and like yes. I'm, I feel like it's not my strong suit, starting.
1: Yes.
0: But getting once we're rolling, you're that's your strong suit, right? Like, and I'm a good starter. All I'm I, pretty good at all starting. All I needed was Jenna Elfman.
1: <laughs> so this was the piece of the puzzle. <laughs> and run with it. No. Well, I don't know. I think it's like when I buy when I buy all the things, like it's like if I have all the stuff, well, then it's got to just happen. You know, it's like, if you're going to play tennis, it's like, well, if I buy all the gear, you know, then I'm just going to end up on the court. And it's like, you know, that's not exactly the case. And I think it's just, obviously I have great aspirations for myself, but it's, it's, I think it's like, oh, I want everything to be perfect before I do something, but that's all, like, fear-based, you know?
0: Yeah, but it's also not the natural progression that things in this universe go through. Like, you, Bodhi has a similar thing. Like, he likes to have everything planned out before he goes, and that's mm-hmm. awesome, because yeah. that's great. But I do feel that there's a natural progression where it things have to... You just have to start, you know? And you... you you have to go through the bumps and bruises of learning anything new, doing anything new. And if you're scared of the bumps and bruises and you never start because there might be some ugliness, there might be some roughness, there might be some scrapes. And so it's like, oof, I'm not going to do it till I know because I'm, I'm not willing to go through that process of the bumps and the scrapes and the bruises and the ugliness and the discomfort and the awkwardness. And, um, but you can't move through any, trajectory in my opinion Mm -hmm. of any kind without going through that process i think it's built into the structure of this world that we live in it's the natural order of things you have you have to like you start working out you never did. you get all sore and achy you start a new job and then all of a sudden you collide with the manager or someone else because you didn't know that part but Mm -hmm. now you do and so Mm -hmm. then you adapt and you so i just think that it's like i think many people i just spit on myself i think many people um don't start because of an unwillingness or a fear of the discomfort phase. But if you know that you can't get through that with, I mean, there is no way Yes, there isn't, even if you plan it and then it's the most perfect beginning. Like let's say your beginning is the strongest, most beautiful, perfectly laid out (laughs) beginning. Uh The next step is going to have a bump. It's just the way it is. It's, It's so true. It's like gravity. It's that predictable. So Um, and now that we're doing this, like, I'm like, this is
1: totally fine. You know, again, you were just the missing piece because I was telling her, you know, we were doing, we were just setting stuff up and doing some test shots. And I was just like seeing myself on camera again. I've done some, some camera stuff in the past, but I don't know. Like I just, I get stuck in my head and I start being self-conscious and, Like you hear your voice back or you hear yourself laugh and, and I think, you know, naturally I'm just like critical and I don't want to be, but then I, you, the little voices, critical voices in my head when I don't have Jenna Elfman around to say, just keep doing it or just do it, you know, then I just slowly retreat back and then I don't take any action and, you know, it's just,
0: it's unfortunate, but I, yeah, yeah. People, you suff- people suffocate on their own um, insecurities, uncertainties. And honestly, I had someone say to me once, the only way to gain confidence is by... You, a lot of people think they need the confidence before they can do something. But like, what, you get the confidence from where? Like yeah. the sky, like <laughs> the air, like an oxygen machine? Like, no, you literally... La, 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 actually, oh, Laura. factually... Laura. Statistically, scientifically, for real, but you gain confidence from doing and then proving to yourself that you can do it. And then that's how you get confidence. So it's um and overcoming those bumps, right? So you there is no escaping the insecurities, the self-invalidation. It doesn't it, there is no way out of it. It mm-hmm. just you have to go straight through it, head on, and hopefully you have a support system to go, No, it's fine, it's cool. Or like, great. Everybody else out there has it too. So let's acknowledge it and like she's having a way better hair day than me like okay let's just talk about that no 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 um no (laughs) we could do a whole episode on my hair episode (laughs) do
1: we say call them
0: episodes we really could i mean i'm gonna break it down i'm gonna help you solve your hair issue oh because i have some very specific questions because i'm gonna decode this i'm gonna figure out what either you or the hair person where the breakdown is there's there's a breakdown there's yeah There's a breakdown.
1: I thought I finally got to a point where I knew exactly how I wanted my hair. Okay, so I know how I like my hair. I know how I like my hair. My hair is a, a hot topic. I know how I like it, but then every time I, obviously I have to get my hair cut, every time I go to get it done, it's like, do I not convey what my needs are? But then there's also this point where I'm like they're the professional, then they tell me what they think I need. So I'm like, okay, maybe if I kind of say what I want and then I let them have like the creative freedom, I'm going to come out with like and this amazing like haircut, you know? Okay. It, there is somebody I love in Canada that cuts mm-hmm. it. Um, but I can't get there
0: regularly, so clearly. I've just this I've would had be a so many bad haircuts. I have a question. First, yes. I want to just Briefly walk everyone through your background and okay. your life. Like who's okay. Heather Dale? Oh. Who are you, Heather? <laughs> Who is this woman sitting next to me besides someone I met in the neighborhood? Okay, this is when I'm just tell gonna, everyone a little bit I, about I, yourself, and then is, we'll decode your hair. Okay,
1: this is, this is when I'm going to hide and get nervous. And I mean, I don't know how do how do I sum myself up? Well, you
0: have a master's degree. Let's start there. Yes, in hair. No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> then that would be a failed master degree.
1: um well uh I don't know how to like wrap myself up in a little well you can pa- wrap you package. don't have to but
0: you can just start with a few uh things that people can think with that might orient them to okay. a bit of your journey that got you here today all the dots well, so let's all the some dots, dots so I
1: mean the dots now now that there are a lot I'm starting to see where they connect <laughs> But for a while there, it's, I'm like, what's happening? Um, well, so I was born in a tiny town in um, southwestern Ontario, Canada. And then uh, I did my undergrad um, at the University of Guelph, which is kind of outside Toronto. How do you say that? Guelph. Guelph? G-U-E-L-P-H. Guelph. 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 My undergrad was in philosophy and social psychology. Um, the reason I started out in psychology just because I was interested in why we think the things that we do, why we do the things we do. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were so amazing that they were like just so encouraging and, you know, basically I could have done anything and they would have been proud of me. And I had the same parents
0: like that that's that goes a long way yeah Mm -hmm. it does
1: because you know you can go to school thinking like you're on a certain trajectory and i'm gonna do this and it's like you get there and things change and just not having pressure from them to you know fulfill it like it's not like my dad was a lawyer and then i need to be a lawyer you know like like granted
0: you the right to have your own goals
1: granted me the right to have my own goals see that's why she's here (laughs) Um, I got there and psychology was great. And then, um, philosophy, I took some philosophies and I was like, this is really cool. Like, this is talking about like, you know, all the different philosophers and theories and that fulfilled more of why we think the way we think than the psychology, psychology, you know, it was very scientific. It was interesting, but philosophy just like opened my mind up that much more thinking critically, questioning
0: things. You can go down the rabbit hole of crazy, like, thinking and... Yeah, the kind of axiomatic views of what binds us all together. Axiomatic views. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the University <laughs> of Genoa
1: you now. This is my fourth master's degree. <laughs> no. Um, anyways, it was great. It was a great experience. You know, you learn lots of life skills. And then... Um, uh after that I went to London, England and I did my master's in international relations um partly because I was like well going to Europe I might as well learn about other countries and um international law and policy um again just kind of like filling my curiosity bucket a lot and my parents again were You do you, girl, whatever you want to do, which I was like, thank you. Yeah. Um, So I was there for a year, and I feel like as much as I learned in the classroom, I learned equally in life skills, Mm -hmm. Um, just living on my own in London and various places and um, navigating a new country, and
0: yeah, that was... You spent a year there, and then where did you go from there? Um, So, after after that. Did you stay living there after you finished your master's there? um,
1: No. I had some health issues, um, which we can get into on another day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a whole other episode. Episode. In
0: season seven, (laughs) (laughs) we tackle. Bodies on Planet Earth and the Shit that Happens to Them, by Jenna and Heather. Stay tuned for more. Like the air we breathe.
1: Um, Those are the days of our
0: lives. Yeah,
1: I will explore that. Yes. Sorry. uh, Fast forwarding. So I had kind of wrapped up my school stuff, but Mm -hmm. I I had to finish a bit back home. But I had to go back home to deal with the health stuff that was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, so that kind of like knocked me out a bit, um, which I guess looking back was kind of nice. Cause I got to spend that time at home with my parents. Um, I was 20, 24 and then I started feeling better and started go, go, going again. And I was like, you know, I still have the travel bug in me. Um, I had met a friend out in, in London that, was originally from Colorado, but had lived in San Francisco for a bit. Um, and she said, so I was back home in Canada and she said, Hey, you know, my parents rented this house um, out in San Francisco during fleet week, which is like the weather's incredible during fleet week. There are and lots of cute boys coming into. <laughs> boys, yes. I is- was like, I don't even know what fleet week is, but
0: I'm there. So, I'd always wanted to go to San Francisco. Is that like on the town? Like the film on the town and then they mm-hmm. come, they they dock and all the sailors go I mean, infiltrate the town?
1: Pretty much. There's just a lot of like air shows and That's just, fun. there's like such a good buzz to the city during that week. And yeah. lo- again, the weather, early October um, is just incredible. So I was like, yeah, I'm there, you know? I'm I'm down for a good trip and I went out there and had an amazing week and while I was there you know I thought this might be the perfect place where I should apply for jobs and like I could I could live here and kind of get like that coastal lifestyle that I thought would be fun I've always wanted to live in California um, so uh, yeah I where did you work there so that week, coincidentally as well, I met my now husband um, by chance, and we hit it off. And I said, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna apply for jobs, and I love this city." Blah blah blah. So we obviously kept in touch, and then I got an interview. And being the 24, 25 year old that I was, I was like, I went home. I you know did did a uh, writing sample. And then I flew back like a week or two later for one interview, however many thousands of miles. And I was just like Did you get it? I did. Was that at Pop Sugar? Yeah, I did. Oh, cool. I was trying to line up interviews. Um, but I mean one So chance- your first
0: interview you got?
1: I did. Yeah. So great. I did. And you know, it was a startup like media publishing come It was like when blogging um, back in the day this. was getting popular. Um, yeah. There was like Gawker Media and then Pop Sugar was launching a bunch of different websites. So I started out on Geek Sugar, which was the tech focused website. Um, oh my
0: God, my stomach is hungry. Are you making- hungry? Uh, no, you tacos? gave me a taco right before taco? we did the podcast, and my, oh, my no. stomach is now sorting through hot sauce and black beans. Jenna, it's all your
1: fault. Jenna's professional and wore um, actual jeans. I, on the
0: other hand, I'm like... You're in yoga pants. I but we're like, both in mules. <laughs> I do that, but I haven't shaved my legs in a while, so I'm just going to keep is, my legs is down. Is this
1: allowed? <laughs> I like to kick the Molly Shannon. I like to jump. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of when we were talking about doing a podcast. I was like... Can we get two mics and do the sweaty balls <laughs> episode? Um, <laughs> like I want, you know, cause this mic, I don't want to move it, but if you get up close and we're like, right, sweaty. Yes. I like the way they taste in yes. my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We have to watch that. It's so funny. I haven't seen it in for, on a gas and Molly Shannon. Yes. Very funny women. The balls, sweaty.
0: Um. Uh, so Geek oh, Sugar. sorry, sorry. Yes, Geek, geek Sugar. Um, and then you did baby, kid stuff before you were even a parent, right?
1: Yeah, I was at another site. I was doing, like, environmental. I love, like, my passions are, like, I do love technology, obviously. I've just always been on, like, the pulse of, like, what's the latest and greatest gadgets. And obviously, you can see all the Yeah, you have the, the crap very I, have.
0: I just have to get the right, the, the right...
1: Wire. I mean, that thing is But we massive. really want to use this. I mean, what is that? That did, You know what? This this doesn't even do it just have It's like a foot.
0: I mean, this is... I, okay, I have really big hands. Okay, this is like... This is a big mic. Man. I think... This is, like, this is... I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty fun, though. Once we get the right cord and make it be in harmony with my phone. Well, you know how when things first come
1: out, like, they're kind of big and bulky and heavy? Yeah. Like, I feel like when I bought that, it was like five years ago and it was the best one and now you could probably get the same technology like in a similar device for like I mean we could probably be
0: like Hello We just tape it to our forehead like the Broadway stars sit here and do our podcast with like mics taped to our forehead.
1: But instead literally it's literally it's our counter tool. It's fifty pounds of I mean, I think
0: <laughs> I oh, think, sound
1: magic right I there. I think to always remember my fears
0: of not taking the leap, I need to hold on to this. Yeah, it's this a symbol now. This is
1: and then this is something
0: you keep on your bathroom counter to remind you every day to go after testing. your goals. I think we should always start the podcast with going testing
1: one <laughs> hello. Hello, 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 <laughs> is this thing on? Um, okay, so yeah, I, I I did that and then um, I was doing like an environmental health website, which I love, like health, I think because I've had my struggles, um, I was super healthy my whole life and then I wasn't, um, but I was always always interested in like wellness and, you know, like holistic medicine and mind, body and
0: eastern, western, like... I just, I love all, all the things like, yeah, you know, and then you have another ability. What's that? Oh, oh, well, yeah. So after the
1: health wellness, sustainable environmental site, then we moved here and I was freelancing again for sugar and I did fit sugar. And then I did little sugar before I even had a kid. Because I was just like, I love kids, and, you know, it was fun because I got to write about, like, baby stuff, and I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. So to be a freelancer um, for them at the time, it was just an interesting topic. Um, And then when we moved here, I was like, you know, I really want to explore my passion for wellness So I think I'm going to go to university here and take like all my sciences and just go back to school. I was like, I need to be a doctor, you know, I just thought in order to help people, um, that's just what I needed to do. And I was like, you know, I'll get like the medical degree and then I'll complement it with like more, you know, alternative, alternative stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, how far did you get in that? I didn't even know you were going to do that. I was. I, I think I signed up for some courses. And then I found this school here in Austin. Um, unfortunately, it's closed up since I've been there. But it was a natural health foods cooking school. Um, it was called the Natural Epicurean. And the thing I loved about it was it was half the day you would cook. And then the second half of the day you would learn the theory on why um, you were cooking cooking these certain foods for certain, you know, ailments, ailments and and mm -hmm. health issues. It was split up into, um, Ayurvedic, macrobiotic, raw and vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Um, and the cool thing was, is while I was taking all those modalities, it was a year program. I would eat
0: according to whatever I was learning. Ooh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. And my husband, which one did you
0: notice the most? um, That you benefited from the most. Or did you I combine? Say, you didn't combine them. No.
1: And I would say my husband and I, we did the same thing. And we both had never felt bad, better. Like, it was just like, our bodies were just like, thank you. And you with know? which modality? The best. Um, so, macrobiotic was probably what we felt the best on. Because it's... Um, what
0: is macrobiotic exactly?
1: Well, it's like it's like a lot of... Um, they, they focus on a lot of energetic. So, it's a lot of like cooked slow cooked vegetables. And then you have like your, it's a very balanced plate. So, um, you have your grains and then you have your blanched vegetables and then you might have like your beans, but then there's always like a, um, uh, pickled, um, some For sort the of, gut. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And then, um, actually ca- have I taken you to Casa de Luce yet in Austin? Yeah. It's, it's a macrobiotic. It, I'm I love it.
0: I did. I was the recipient. One of your housewarming things to welcome me to the neighborhood was your vegan chili. Yes, yes. You yes. came and you put <laughs> a beautiful container, or was it vegetarian? I think it was vegan. Mm-hmm, vegan mm-hmm. chili. And I had this hot meal. And then the next day you brought pancakes, <laughs> gluten free pancakes. I give and you- then you tried to contaminate us with non-alcoholic beer. That was the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my entire life (laughs) that I was humorously giving you guys shit about. And then you were like, I'm so sorry. You got very Canadian. And you were like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, no, my my insulting the beer is humorous because it is the worst thing I've ever had and I don't even (laughs) know how you guys drink
1: this
0: (laughs) it was so disgusting like Bodie and I literally oh my gosh we love it I know and that's amazing to me
1: I actually can't drink it because I can't have I don't have celiac disease but I can't have gluten so even though it's alcohol free um technically good for you I it's still glutinous yeah so it activates my husband loves it it's well I don't know if I should plug it now because you don't like it. <laughs> Maybe another episode when yeah. my husband's on and he
0: can talk about his love for it. Yeah. Um, I just don't think our palate is the same yeah, on that.
1: He loves it.
0: Um, I'm not really a beer person to begin with, but I do like non-alcoholic beers when they taste like beer. <laughs> this doesn't taste like beer. It tastes like some weird... Uh, what did you guys uh, say? Like... Skunky. Said yes, skunky. yes, it was skunky. <laughs> it was skunky. Well, it was like carbonated musky skunk. I'm determined to find a good one for you. I mean, kind I of the like, run of the mill tastes
1: just fine. Remember, I brought over that um, vegan. Did you like that yogurt?
0: That yeah, col- it was really good.
1: Colina yogurt. We should probably we'll, maybe one day we'll talk
0: about all our like favorite little. She knows <laughs> lots. I don't cook. I have no interest in cooking. My mom tried. My mom tried like you don't even know. Like, I grew up in a cul-de-sac with four boys across the street. The McMinniman boys. McMinniman. McMinniman, <laughs> Big Irish family. I love them. I was just talking to their mom last night on the phone. And I was a tomboy. And I was out playing basketball and breakdancing on cardboard boxes and... um I, I, I did not want to come in and learn how to cook (laughs) because at the same time, my mom was like telling me to never, you know, be reliant on a man. And she was like raising this feminist. And so part of me was like, why am I serving a man with a meal? Uh. I felt very, and I also just had no inclination towards cooking. I love to eat. I don't want to cook. Um, but I don't know. It was like this weird conflicted thing of like, she was trying to teach me how to be a homemaker while at the same time telling me to like, not worry about that and learn how to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's like sort of getting mixed messages on, um, and it's taken me well to figure out how to blend the two. And clearly if you watch our kicking and screaming podcast, you will see, I have not accomplished blending at all. (laughs) Um, uh, it's the struggle continues completely. Um, but, uh, actually Trish, um, the McMiniman mom, she was talking because my mom had just been in town visiting and she was telling me like all these fun memories and she was decorating her tree and found these old photos and and she was said she had just caught up with my mom who said she had such a good time coming to Austin and uh and she was like yeah and your mom said Bodhi cooks <laughs> <laughs> I was like well Bodhi enjoys it like he actually legit enjoys it and I enjoy his cooking and um She's like, "Well, that's just so great." And Bodhi was sitting next to me like, "Cause I think he would probably like it if I also did some cooking from time to time." But uh well,
1: it was so sweet. Because nope. Jenna obviously, you know, I don't know how long we had known each other, but you were you just you just like connected the dots and were like, "Well, you like health stuff and you went to cooking school, you know, and I need food and I need help." So <laughs> You just, you know, you said, would you be interested in, you know.
0: I thought if it's a passion of yeah. yours, like, no, can I pay you uh, to do your passion? Yes. And then I get to reap the rewards of your talents. Yes. And, Which makes sense. But it was not some, like, hard-pressed passion no. to the point where it, this is how you wanted to spend your day. Yeah. Um, and that was fine. I thought about fine, it, and, obviously. you know,
1: it was hard because I was like, I don't want to say no. But when I was in cooking school a part of the program was doing an externship. So I actually did mine with a a heart doctor. Um, So we would go to people's houses and, you know, just show them, cook with them in their kitchen, which was really great because you just show, you know, you you teach them how to use different tools and we go grocery shopping and just preparing healthier meals um, to get them out of their routine of, you know, a lot of things were like, you know, that they'd learned growing up and, and they just needed to change some of their habits um, to be a little healthier. Um, but so I did that, I actually really enjoyed that. Some some things I did after that were going into people's homes and cooking, and I just found it like I don't know, I just I think because I'm a social person, I just found it very like isolating. Um, because I remember being in these kitchens. And cooking, and a lot of what we learned too in school is like the energy that you, when you're cooking, you're infusing the food with the energy, like, you know, if, if you're, if you know you're nourishing people and you're putting a lot of love into it, then it's going to have even more like health benefits, you know, it's like, it's like they've done the experiments, I feel like with plants, whereas if you like, you have two plants and yell at one every day, and then you tell another one, you so validate it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they did
0: that with rice. rice yes the rice in two jars and yes yeah one they invalidated every day and the other one they validated and one started to rot
1: yeah and i totally believe in that Mm -hmm. and i just felt like when i was in the kitchen cooking i get so much pleasure and joy when you know like when people are sitting around my island and i'm cooking and talking and everyone's having a good time and it's just like this you know almost like a big party thing then when I'm like by myself, you know, and
0: knocking once, out the meals, yeah. like that's not the form that you want it to take. No. You want it to be like holistic and 360 yes. of yes. enhancing and,
1: and I, the type of cooking that I do a lot of like the vegan meals, like it's a lot of prep and, um, you know, it's not just like throwing a chicken in the oven. Right. Yeah. Um, so you're chopping a lot. And um yeah, so you don't I You
0: wanna chop for me. <laughs> you might wanna chop for me. I will. No. I will.
1: <laughs> we just have to like make it social. <laughs> Right now, I could be. Chopping. We just do
0: like a podcast while you chop to pass the time <laughs> of chopping, and then we could just talk about things while you're chopping, and then the background music will just be like chomp 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 chomp. That's chunk, what chunk, my chunk, chunk, chunk. husband
1: always says. He's like, "Do I need to just like get someone to chop stuff?" I'm like,
0: "Yeah, we do." <laughs> yeah, it's a sous chef. Isn't that what a sous chef is? Yeah. You just gotta hire a guy I'll or te- a girl. Uh, yeah. You need a
1: person. I'll teach my daughter better knife skills, and she can go. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah how did we get to food oh just well we're talking about your journey and what brought
0: you to where you are now and so that people know who they're listening to and clearly i've talked enough (laughs) over my career where everybody knows everything about me um i don't need to introduce myself to that degree but but you know
1: what as i've learned getting to know you a lot of people know you as like well no because you're very open and you're super friendly but um You know, it's like Jenna on screen and like Jenna in press and Jenna in interviews. And again, like you're so open and an open book. Anyone can ask you anything, which is why I love you so much. But um, when we were talking about doing this, I'm like, I think it's going to be so fascinating because, you know, I feel like we just scratched the surface really on who you are too. Mm. It's like when we were... um, connecting like last year you know it's like who would have thought like you felt lonely it's like Jen
0: Elfman she's just like us (laughs) (laughs) Yup. well I mean you know I I was like so um you know I, I was lonely in the regard of needing the sisterhood you know it was very absent from from my life um I'm so fulfilled with my husband and my kids and we've been together all day every day for over <laughs> a year as i'm homeschooling them and you know and it's been incredible to have this time with my kids um but i i, I don't I, I like don't have a, a sisterhood that is present you know and um and with my best friends being in australia i miss that the <laughs> it's yeah. the tactile present sisterhood mm-hmm. that you can't not all conversations can you have with your husband I'm, I'm i'm we're best friends my husband and i tell each other everything till the point that i realized he doesn't need to hear everything he's not meant for all my conversations mm-hmm. you know he's not meant for all my issues and all my thoughts that i need to you know because then he tries to solve them all Yes. and i'm like back off man but women know you can say it and you're like, oh, oh, wow. uh-huh, yeah. And that's all you need. You just need someone to go, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's rough. And you're like, I know. <sighs> and then you just go on to the next subject and yeah. you feel so much better. Like you don't need, and that's, it's like, hey, I need help solving something. Can I run this by you? And then you've stated you need it solved or whatever. But there's just something so valuable to having girlfriends. And um, I... I think also I always just am more comfortable with men always have been. So I don't always feel that's why I only have like, kind of like my two bestest friends that I truly know and have proven over the years. We can, Oh, my three can't forget my other beautiful friend, um, who I can completely be myself with. Um, but we're all busy Mm -hmm. and we're all professional women being very busy. And, um, it was like, oh my gosh, I have this beautiful soul in my neighborhood that I can just be like, name, hey, name, mama, mama. can you come over? Can I come over? Can you come mama, mama? Um, at the drop of a hat, and what a joy and what a luxury! And it was like I didn't realize how much, and I think I, do, I don't think I open up to women very easily. Like it's not a comfort zone for me. I think because women in general, can be pretty brutal. Like... Mm-hmm. And I don't play those games. I'm not in. I don't... Mm-hmm. I just don't do the female game. I, those, like... Uh, like, where gossip is home ground. I can't do it. I can't live like that. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm... I'm more partial to hanging out with dudes because it's straight up and simple. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy the simplicity of a discourse with guys. Um, and so when I met you and that your humor was, you know, so awesome and you're so kind and always willing to help and sincere. And mm-hmm. that was very, um, reassuring to me that, uh, you know, I could trust you and because your intention was, is always to help. Um, and, and then you're hilarious and mm-hmm. funny and sweet and your daughter's awesome and your husband's very cool. And mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, I really enjoy your empathy and you're always empathetic. So I feel like our conversations are always very healing because you're just empathetic and I felt like, oh, I can truly, uh, be myself and I don't feel like you're going to betray me or, you know, go talk out of turn or something, which is hard not to do sometimes if people get a, a little excited about someone who's known, you know, there's a certain, I think, um, contact star magazine. salacious kind of uh <laughs> stimulation to people who have public lives. Um, but through whatever that is, you've just been able to maintain a sincerity with me and um, it just makes me feel safe and makes me feel like I have a sisterhood. And Aww. that's why I love Heather. Aww. So, anyway, yeah, and then we just love talking about everything, uh, but
1: also everything. Uh, You know, I feel like I need to give credit where credit is due because just talking about you know how
0: women can be catty at times.
1: At times,
0: I'm a woman, and I'm I've lost. Sometimes I lose faith in women. Sometimes when certain women are so brutal. Yeah, uh, I have to remind myself that that's not that's just individuals. Whether they're men or women, there's always assholes. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, women, we have big Ram, like we store a lot Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we use it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's the one thing that men should put women in positions. If men are in a position of leadership, they should use women for their minds because men are so simple. Sometimes they miss large swaths of (laughs) perception and things that could really serve their goals. Do you know what I mean? And, um, (laughs) You have goal makers, but then you have like all the planners and the strategists, like put women in those roles because you will literally conquer the world if you put women in these good positions. Anyway, but to that, sometimes it can go powers for bad or lean into the gossip aspect of things, which just sort of makes me very uncomfortable. Um, every now and then, you know, you hear a little gossip and it piques your interest, but I never feel good about myself when I engage in too much gossip. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I like talking about other things Mm -hmm. than gossip. Um, And, uh, to be able to express ourselves sincerely and listen and understand each other's sort of little burdens and triumphs. Um, Mm -hmm. I just thought it'd be fun to share that with you guys. Yeah. And there's been people
1: I've met that, you know, sometimes I'm like, did I say the right thing where I'll go back and kind of retreat on myself and be like, you know, maybe I'm not good enough for them or maybe I said this wrong or maybe I didn't do this and, and I hate that I do that because I know myself well enough and then when I met you, it was just like, I was me and you fully accepted me right from the beginning and I, it's just, it's a feeling, like the feeling I had when I was with you, like I was like, I can be me and she's just gonna like me, you know, and I think, Yeah, there are some relationships where, you know, you just do kind of fit together. But, like, you could see me in any state wearing anything, crying, laughing, and you're going to love me no matter what. And I was just like, holy crap. Like, I just met such an amazing new friend. And I just knew from the beginning, like, this is something really special and I knew like you were always going to be there for me. And I i mean, I'm religious, but like, not like, like whatever God or whoever I'm like, whoever is like watching down on me brought you into my life when I needed it. And now it's like, you know, just knowing that like I have your unconditional love, like that has just been so um, healing for me. And, and like, Having a kid that's like, sometimes, you know, I remember Quinn was sick and who's at the door, like bringing two types of medicine. You've been so amazing on so many levels. Like, yes, we drive around and we have fun, but like, I've cried my eyes out to you about stuff. You give the best advice. You, you know, teach my kid how to do handstands and (laughs) we just swim in your pool and talk for like hours about everything, and, um, yeah, it's like, I don't have any family here, um, I have great friends, but, like, it's just, I don't know, I feel like it's like a sisterhood that, uh, it just, it's so wonderful, you know, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just grateful, so. Same. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks, Jenna Elfman.
0: (laughs) On that note. On that note. Hey, guys. Okay, well, um... (laughs) We adore each other. We want to share our appreciation of each other with you guys. And, um, you know, we're going to span the gamut. We're going to do the range from beauty to girls' stuff to health to humor to clothes to all the things. Hair, All the things. (laughs) Come on. Look at this head of hair. Are you kidding me? This is fantastic. Again, season seven. Fantastic. Season seven. Oh, my God. I have hair envy right now. Health,
1: hair, husbands, kids.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, there's a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, and we you know, we'll probably set something up too where you guys can like ask us stuff and mm-hmm. you know You'll
0: use your technical prowess. Is that the word? Sure. Okay. That sounds very fancy. Um technical to prowess. set that up. Yes. You're our technical yes. coordinator. We will do that. I mean, if you wrote for Pop Sugar, you're the yes. expert, right? I mean it's I been mean, it's been a while. I have not uh, been written <laughs> for publications and websites. So, I'm going to lean wow. on your uh ability to set that up, but we'll connect ourselves to you guys and yes. we can open the conversation up and all of that and um thank you for going with us along um with us on this journey because we are going to go through our bumps as we start this new thing and we don't care because <laughs> it's part of it and you'll witness it in action and that's okay with us. It's okay with me. Yeah, just it's okay and please. i don't care if you judge me it's okay
1: please be patient while i say literally like literally this <laughs> this is gonna be my this is okay. gonna be my wait here let's just take the plug out. every right? time that part's not part every time i value. say every time i say literally i have to hold <laughs> it literally. Literally. literally we need we need hair and makeup people
0: nah we're just gonna no, be ourselves we're good
1: we're good one awesome. day one day we'll come
0: in pajamas yeah we got really cozy i actually actually is another one actually 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 um maybe we can get those um adult fleece onesies um i actually have them actually actually actually. saved in my amazon cart because i've always wanted them and then i never get them and then i go why don't i ever get them why is this something that i fantasize about instead of just getting it because you can um, because that seems like, oh, we just, that's so good, that right? be fun. Adult yeah. oversized fleece onesies My, need to happen. Yeah. But with cute hair. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then there's going to be ones where we do where I, I don't know that I'm going to look so good. No. And that's okay no. too, because that's all part of it. Yeah. Because if you can't be whatever with your friends, then it ain't friendship.
1: Well, and people will be listening to this as well without any
0: video, so. hmm but we're still going to do video. And so the fleece onesie yeah. is always going to be available to the broad public. Yeah. We'll, their... <laughs> we'll come up with other fun themes. Yeah. That'll be good. Maybe <laughs> one out. day you can, one of these things, we'll put the camera up over the sink or something or in a place where you can see the counter and you can give me a cooking lesson. Oh, yes. For all of the yes. illiterate, the the kitchen illiterates like me. Yes. Um, we'll do an episode or two or three. Nice. here we are. We're doing it. All the things. All the things. All
1: right. See everyone soon.